right, everyone. Welcome into episode 44 of Without a Mic Podcast. We've got Spencer, we've got Brittany, you've got me, and we are here doing a list, a long overdue list that was inspired by Spencer, actually, since we're into October now. It's Halloween season, horror Spooky season. season. Huh? Spooky the best season. season. The best season. <laughs> Fall is the best season because it hits all the best holidays, in my opinion. Halloween being one of them. I love Thanksgiving, too, because... Food, food, you know, yes, food, food, exactly. football, family, it's the best. So I'll let Spencer kind of introduce this one because this was kind of your, your idea and, and you've got, I think the best, you know, forte in this realm. I'm yeah. definitely ill-equipped. So let's do it. Let's do it. So we're doing the top five horror films of all time. And, you know, we, we kind of slid in projects. So there might be some TV shows on here. I'll tell you right now, I don't have any, but we did keep that open ended. So mm-hmm. there's that possibility However, we are in the month of October. This is horror month. We have Barbarian that came out. We have Smile that just came out. We have the new Halloween Ends coming out. So this is definitely the vibe where people are starting to watch horror movies. It's kind of their their Friday, Saturday night, date night um, opportunities. So we thought we'd list out some of the top five best horror films of all time. And also we have some questions that we wanted to keep it open-ended just to break the ice. Because once again, this isn't this is a pretty niche uh, field. I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's not something that everybody's accustomed to, but everybody has a sense of horror in their life, you know, a sense of Halloween, a sense of vibe when it comes to scary movies. So I, I wanted to kind of jump into it, if you guys are chill with that. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay, so I, and this might go hand in hand with everything that we're doing, but I want to ask what aspects of horror do you like most? Like, are you guys kind of drawn to slashers? Are you drawn to ghosts or demonic stuff are you more of a true story horror fan like what what are you drawn to okay what am i drawn to i would rather watch um like slashers kidnapping murders like i would rather watch those but what scares me the most is the demonic the demonic ones like even like lights out you know that one like that one I didn't put on my list, obviously, because I don't think it's like the scariest movie of all time. But like for me, I was terrified that whole movie because one, I'm scared of the dark. Like I really genuinely am. And two, you throw a demonic presence in there and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, so I think that's what scares me the most. OK, so I will say I am not the biggest fan of horror movies. I've probably seen the least horror movies by a mile of the three of us. So for me, like. Looking at my list, I did notice some trends. A lot of them are based on, like, real-life, realistic fears that people have. Um, And I just think that all of them, in their own way, kind of tackle a fear in a way that, like, makes it very real. Um, I don't really... I'm not really into horror movies. I think, overall, for me, they're kind of boring. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's, like... It's something that I hate in movies and shows where it's, like, let's make a really stupid decision. I mean, there's that Geico commercial where it's, like the kids and they're like where should we hide behind the <laughs> knives that. or out and yeah. there's like there's a running car should we get in it? They're like no let's go hide in the cornfield and the killer's like rolling his eyes i feel like that's very true and like a lot of horror movies they like make the wrong decision and it like keeps it going because usually i feel like a, a killer would be very competent and just kill everyone instantly <laughs> so like for me it's it's just not that interesting and i'm not really into like the exorcist type stuff like the mm. hack and slash it doesn't really interest me all that much but I will say, the I was actually kind of surprised because I was like, man, I'm going to have to put movies on here I haven't seen that I think are probably the best. But, I mean, the ones I saw, I feel like they, they hold their own pretty well. Um, but I think they'll be very different from you guys' list. Maybe I'm one excited. crossover. I think this will be... Focus. 
One of yeah, please no. Uh, that's a horror movie for a different reason. <laughs> just, oh just my kidding. gosh! Oh god, Brittany. You know what I told Brittany because we we had like a pumpkin night on Fridays. I said, yeah, hey, we painted it's, pumpkins. It's, it's interesting that Hocus Pocus two went straight to Disney Plus, huh? You know, just, just like we quali- said. I was just telling just a friend the quality that. of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I you know what I think is interesting about like horror films and also like weird enough Christmas films, like kind of holiday just holiday films in general is if you can match the energy of a film just right for the season that you're watching it in, mm-hmm. there's a special feeling there. Like, there really is. Now, when there are kind of these, like, these one-off horror films in, like, March, I think it's just a little bit outplaced like or misplaced. I just don't feel like watching a horror film in March, even though I love them. I just feel like you have to kind of be in that right energy. Like, I won't watch Christmas mm-hmm. movies in May. Like, it just will never happen. No, same. And so, yeah. but, like, once, you know, end of November, December comes along, you're like, oh, like, let's throw on Home Alone, Elf, all these other movies, because you're now in that season. You're starting to feel that energy. So I think if you can kind of match those two together, there's quite an intriguing balance there. Um, I want to ask, because, we, you know, we're all relatively the same age, what was the first horror film that you remember watching dude i have mine right off the bat because i'm literally traumatized like <laughs> I, I know that i i go first a lot but this is like serious the grudge messed me up like for years oh okay like, i don't know why me and my best friend um watched it when we were nine i don't know where our parents were and we watched it and you know our lives changed and we would go down to my unfinished basement because there was a computer oh down there. That's yeah. the problem. I know. I know. And you <laughs> had to turn right on setting. the light. <laughs> you had to turn on the light by, like, you know, there wasn't a switch. The pull and click. So you, <laughs> so you drive, you, I mean, you walk down the stairs and you go click the light. Well, uh, she locked me down there in the dark after watching The Grudge. Yeah. Dang. I know. Are you still friends? Yes. Ugh. Wow. I know, but I still talk to her about it to this day. I'm like, can you believe you did that? It was so horrible. So Brittany's number five is her own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that one really like probably was like the first horror that scared me. I can't think of one. I honestly can't. <laughs> what about I, Scream? Like the mask? Like when I saw that too, I was like, oh no. I had to look away. Like oh I don't gosh. remember when or what it was, honestly. I mean, I remember certain movies that I've seen that were like, oh, that's interesting. But like none that was ever like, I literally can't do this anymore because of this movie. I don't know. Okay. But I also haven't seen a ton. Yeah. I will say, I remember when uh, Paranormal Activity came out. I, I just yeah. remember thinking it was real. I remember I was so young and I was like, how do they document this and like release it and like make it in Hollywood as like this big movie? <laughs> and now they're making money, but they're also like just the first one. After the, they made more, I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. But when I watched the first one, it was so unique that they did this home video style movie. Mm-hmm. So, and, so unique. And I give them a lot of credit for it because up to that point, it wasn't that way at all. And that kind of opened the door to a lot of different things. You know, when a stranger calls, I know Brittany has talked about that one to me in the past. Like you have all these kind of like final destination, different aspects of horror started really kicking in rather than a classic monster or like slasher. So I think that opened the early 2000s to mid 2000s was kind of that like, let's try everything horror and kind of ride the line between thriller. And so that's the one I remember most. However, it's by far not top quality. So I got one more question and then we'll dive into our list because I think this one is where I want to hear Roger's take 
what concept would you like to see in a horror movie? What what hasn't been done, or maybe what has been done that you're like, yo, they need to do more of this. Um, I think I think a lot of horror movies, and maybe not even just horror movies, but like action movies, um, they they really like try to shock you with like action or graphic images or things like that. That like they try to shock you with like. And what, what we you've used this terminology before, Spencer, but cheap thrills, in my opinion. And I think like looking at my list, a lot of the stuff on here for me was like very smart. I think like mm, it was okay. a very smart take on horror, where it's like um, things that people generally maybe they're afraid of, or maybe you never thought about, and so it gives you sort of this: what if this happened? And you're like, oh damn, that would have been scary. But like, you know, I guess just like more smart, intelligent, like maybe more psychological thriller than like hack and slash or just like demonic where it's like, yeah, like there's a demon in that person and they're just freaky. Like, I don't know. I just, for me, that doesn't really get my mind working, but I really like something where it makes me think where I'm like, Oh wow, this is, this is so masterfully like executed. And again, looking at my list, I think most of the stuff on here would fall in that category for me. And I, for me, it was kind of easy. Like I looked through it. I was like, yeah, these, these, there were some, honorable mentions that I would have swapped in maybe, but I feel like my top five was very, in my mind, like kind of smart, kind of like a little bit more thinky than just stab, stab or yeah, right. you know, jump right. scares. So, um, I think what I would want to see, um, okay. So I saw fresh on Hulu. It was the, oh yeah, and it was, a was it a movie or was it a TV series? I can't even, it was, I a, think movie. It was a movie, it was right? A movie, okay. yeah. mm-hmm. It was a movie. Um, I think I want it because I am a scaredy cat, sissy Lala. So I want a little comedy aspect to it. Like, okay. it, like the storyline, not funny, right? Of course, not funny. But it wasn't Sebastian fresh? Stan, <laughs> yeah, it was not fresh and funny. Um, Sebastian Stan kind of did like a tiny comedic twist on it almost, you know. So I, I like those. I also... Um, obviously love get out everybody knows i love get out i think there needs to be more show, more movies like that um a lot of people when i was looking up like you know what's everybody's like you know top 100 top 20 i was just going through some and get out was on a lot of people's list and yeah. honestly at first i was like oh horror because i kind of thought of it as like a thriller it's like psychological a psychological thriller, thriller. Yeah. It, it does mm-hmm. ride that line though yeah it, definitely it does. does it rides the line and i think that's what i like about it, it when yes. it rides the line so i want to see more of those I agree also, with that. I have, I have one on my list that rides that line, too, between kind of thriller, but maybe a little bit more on the horror side, in my opinion. I think I do, yeah. too. Yeah, so I... This is not on my list, so if it's on yours, I apologize. But I really like the concept of a quiet place where they take it's this... It's not on my list, either. It's not on it's, mine, either. Okay, it's too so, thriller. It's more thriller, I think. Yeah, so it is more thriller, but I like that the, the focal point of the story is not the monster, even though the monster's yes. constantly in the back of your mind. Like, where is the monster? What's happening with the monster? But it's really about this family and how they're living in these circumstances. And I think I really like that because it almost builds more tension and more suspense because you're constantly wondering what is going to happen because this is too, like, normal. It's not yeah. – like, there's there's not a lot of, like, grit and grime going on right now. However, if you can intertwine that with the beauty of, of score and sound in horror movies, because I think that's the only reason why scary movies are as scary as they are, is sound. sound. Yeah. Absolutely. Sound is, like, the greatest – friend to any horror film so I, I think if you can intertwine those i very much agree with you both when it comes to like get out and that psychological 
deep thinking, you know, make it smart, make it a really tense mm-hmm. psychological experience. I like that a lot. So that's kind of the way I feel. Spencer, why don't you start us off with your number five? Ooh, okay, okay, okay. So we were de- we were debating because we were like, do we do scariest five? Do we do best five? And so we kind of used it as top five. And I think that mm-hmm. there's a, an, an explanation for each person and why they chose each one in their top five list. I will say as a preface, <laughs> I have not seen The Exorcist. I have not seen Poltergeist, The Shining, or Psycho. So those are pretty well-documented horror films that i have not mm-hmm. seen so don't don't scream at me anybody you guys included so <laughs> and i think a big reason why is i didn't grow up on horror films i was kind of not almost not allowed in my house like it was very minimal and so i think oh, i yeah. had to kind of catch up but my number five is scream and this is more of a guilty pleasure i'm not i'm, I'm gonna admit this is a guilty pleasure I'm sure we all but... have one on our list yeah. Yes. Yeah. I the sequ- the sequels are hit or miss. I I completely agree with that. However, like the first one's fun. It's cheesy, but it's also suspenseful and it's like overall enjoyable. It's like the perfect like horror date night. Like, oh, let's go grab takeout and watch Scream because it's just going to be a very enjoyable experience. And honestly, it's an incredibly successful franchise. They're making their sixth movie right now. That's coming out in March. Yeah. And the, the last one was not terrible by any means. I was a little disappointed, but like the first and second one are very well documented. It's very well you know received, and I just think it was a good concept. So I I like Scream a lot. That's my number. I think five. a I think a good word for Scream is just like iconic when it comes to yeah. Halloween. Yeah. You know, like you don't think there's of, a few of Halloween. Those. Yeah, there's a few of them out there. A few little villain characters that are around that you Jason, definitely think Freddy, of. Jason, Yep. Know. Well, like, I feel like the most iconic ones are the ones where you can picture the face. Like, if you can picture the face in an instant when someone says it, it's iconic. If you have to think about it for a while, it's like, it's not a Halloween iconic, like, horror movie or villain. Yeah, so I agree with that. For sure. Okay, should I go, Roger? Yes, go for it. I was just going this way. Okay, so um, my number five, oh, I switched out a couple times, you guys, but (laughs) I ended up going with Halloween. With Michael Myers. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Which one are we talking? I'm doing. I'm gonna do the original, like Halloween. Like I, 1978 I mostly... or 2018 or 2018. Okay, cool. Oh, um, that's a good one. That's a really yeah, good one. Yeah. I just. Um. I was mostly putting it as like a franchise. You know, just like the whole thing all together, mm. the whole package, Halloween, Michael Myers. Um. But yeah, it, the film definitely the 2018 one. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Once again, iconic. Possibly exactly. the most successful horror franchise of all time. Possibly. I would have to I don't, think about that. It's up there with Scream. I don't know. I was thinking that too. I was going back and forth between which I one mean, was more I mean, there's also Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Very you could icon- do Freddy vs. Not- Jason. Yeah, not as current maybe, that. but there's like five of them. I feel like there's like five top franchises and you could probably argue Yeah. in yeah. that range. But definitely both iconic. So I agree. All right. All right, so my number five, I wonder if either of you has actually seen this. Um, so I'm a huge fan of Alfred Hitchcock, um, and so my number five is The Birds. Oh, I did. I was not expecting The Birds. I actually, I was thinking maybe, oh, is he going to throw, like, um, not Psycho, but I was thinking about something else from Alfred Hitchcock. But no, The Birds, I have not seen that. So, I haven't either. I've never even heard of it. Really? Oh, I The swear. Birds is, like, iconic. Um, so it's, it's a, it's kind of a horror movie about like if birds just started attacking people, like that's really what it's about. 
You guys, that would be Brayden's biggest nightmare. <laughs> I'm telling so you though, like a <laughs> really? lot of people, yes. a lot of people have a, are afraid of birds, and it like it legitimately is super, super well done. You should, I mean, maybe not with Brayden, but you should watch it. I'll make you watch it. Along with uh, other stuff by Alfred Hitchcock, most notably Psycho is probably his most famous contribution to the horror genre. But this one's a close second, I think, because it just, again, kind of like Spencer said with A Quiet Place, like the the villain is ever present, but not always like in your face. And it's kind of that like fear of the, of the possibility of like the presence of it. Um, so it's just very, very iconic and it has some really wild scenes and and really like builds that tension really well but yeah it's it's very unique i can't think of another show or movie that like really hits on what this does so it's yeah. just funny you're talking about birds and right behind you it's just ravens it just says ravens right behind there's you there's some ravens in there <laughs> yeah foreshadowing do you, do you yeah. consider uh, alfred hitchcock the best horror director of all time i mean i know there's wes craven there's john carpenter wes craven did scream he also did For uh, me yeah, probably. But also, Alfred Hitchcock is just iconic. Like, for me, he's like, he's up there. Like, if we do a top ten directors list, top five, he probably would make my list, honestly. Like, I, I mean, he does mystery, thriller, you know, horror. Like, he does it all, and it's all super excellent. And just the way he was innovating back in the day is insane. Like, some of the stuff we have now would not exist without him, so... I agree I with that. We might have we might have mentioned. Have you thought uh, of James Wan, Spencer? Oh, James Wan is also really good. Yeah, I he's was going to say you got to throw him in there too. Yeah. So I actually had a I had a like list. I had Alfred Hitchcock, John Carpenter, Wes Craven, James Wan, and Jordan Peele. And I know that there's solid. many more, but I that's think that's very those, solid. I think those are like well well known horror directors. I mm-hmm. don't know if we mentioned this, but I know we've kind of internally talked about this. But the cool uh, little hidden gem about Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock with Psycho is Paramount did not want him to make that movie. So he had, like, no budget at all. So he finally got them to agree because he said, I will give up my entire salary, and I will finance this entire production as long as you distribute it. We, I just need you to. However, in return, I want 60% of the box office because they did not wow. think it was going to work well. So that turned into $15 million instead of his $250,000 check that he was going to get. Hey, so, sometimes you got to bet on yourself, man. Yeah. If you know, you know. I mean, we say it all the time, but make yeah. stuff you're passionate about, and it'll it'll be great. And yeah. you know, don't let people tell you no. As long as you're proud of it. Exactly. I mean, and it's regarded as top three most iconic horror films of all time. So yeah. All right, my number four is Silence of the Lambs. Um, Good, good one. pick. I good pick. I just. I think this is Anthony Hopkins' most chilling performance he's ever given. I also put in parentheses, I put Red Dragon. I think it's the third installment in the Silence of the Lambs franchise. It is, in my opinion, it's possibly better than the first one. It has Edward Norton. But the oh, suspense so and like the unknown, it, it just keeps you like on the edge of your seat throughout the entire film. And the dialogue is the absolute... like. It's peak. It's peak dialogue for a horror film because of Anthony Hopkins and his character and how brilliant his character is, uh, equally how crazy he is. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I really love that franchise. I only got into it over the last couple of years because I knew that it was well represented and well, you know, regarded. So I was like, okay, I need to watch this film. But definitely a great experience. If you want to watch a, once again, a thought provoking horror film, Silence of the Lambs is your pick. Great pick. Great pick. Okay. 
my fourth one is a movie that I doubt you guys have seen because it's like it's just the most twisted and dark movie I've I've ever seen. So at first I watched it and I turned it off. Um, yeah, that's how scary. Like it just started getting like way too much. And uh, it's a movie called I Spit on Your Grave. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> no, heard of it. No, never heard of yeah. it. Yeah, classic <laughs> Britney. I knew you guys wouldn't. <laughs> I spit on your grave. Yeah, I knew you guys wouldn't. It sounds like an um, old like Shakespearean insult. Oh, it is not good. I spit anyway, on my grave. <laughs> it's just this this woman. What's it about? Um, this woman gets. She do you want me to read the, the synopsis? Yeah, do you want to read the synopsis? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead? It's really short, but it says, A writer who is brutalized during her cabin retreat seeks revenge on her attackers who left her for dead. Yes. So, it's it's like a really scary... I don't know. It was just... It was, just, it was too much. It, it took it too far at one point. I turned it off, and then I was like, You know what? I'm just going to finish finish the movie, and I did. And I'm glad I did, because, you know, she ends up getting her revenge. Um, but... Still, when she's getting her revenge, you're still like, oh my gosh, you know? So it's just, it's a crazy, crazy movie. I had to put it up there. I I know that people, if anyone's listening that has seen it, it's like a if you know, you know type of situation. So that's my number four. Well, sound nice. off in the chat or message us if you've seen I Spit on Your Grave. Yes. And Brittany will talk shop with you and Spencer and why I don't, will just... Why don't you two watch the trailer after this? Just watch, or, you know, watch a little <laughs> Roger's bit. Roger's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Roger's I mean, like, I'll no, watch the trailer. Gonna... <laughs> I can't commit to the movie, but I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah, you just watch a little 10-minute recap or something, and you'll be like, we know why this was on Wait, the list. Wait, Brittany, I'm curious. Is this one of those movies where after you're done watching it, and I only asked this because I went and saw uh, Smile again last night, is it one of those movies where you go to the bathroom or you go to your room or you're driving and you're, like, constantly, like... Wait, is there like something here? Like, there's nothing here, but like, is there? Like, are you, are you like thinking about that or? Not on this one, no. Okay. But on, okay. But on on one on my list, yes. Okay, I just had to ask. <laughs> All right, interesting pick. Never heard of it, so. I know, I know. There might be one on my list you guys have never heard of, but I feel like you've heard of all the other ones. So my number four is probably the most, well. This is probably the most well-known like horror franchise that's on my list, and the only one I would say. So it would be Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. There you nice. go. Um, I feel like this was the, kind of an exception for me because of how it was done. Like I think it had a really smart twist, where like a lot of horror movies, it's like, is he there? Is he not? Is he coming? Is he not? Can I make it away? Can I not? Like this one was like, is this real? Is this not? And then you realize it doesn't really matter. Like I think that was really a cool twist on it, and. Um, just like, I mean, you, you have these like iconic moments in the movie where, you know, they're falling, they're trying not to fall asleep and you can kind of sympathize with that. Cause I feel like we've all had moments in our lives where we were like trying not to fall asleep, whether it's driving or whatever it is. And so you just kind of can put yourself in that situation and be like, if this was me, like, and I had to stay awake to basically try and survive, like that would be so hard. And then when they mm. do, you're like, I can't really blame you because you know, it's impossible at some point you're going to go to sleep. Um, I mean, it had super corny, like special effects, like the, the bloody bed scene and stuff. It's just like, come on. But I mean, overall, I think the concept is really cool and unique and well executed. I got a, I got a take for you. I don't know if it's a hot take. I have no idea, but I have a take. I think the story of Nightmare on Elm Street was written in the wrong generation. I think if it was written today, it would, oh, it would man. be like substantial. Like it would be it was really ahead of good. its time. For yeah. Sure. So 
I Christopher think, like, Nolan would have directed it. That's how good. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan would have. I'm not kidding. That. It would be like Inception <laughs> horror movie. Like, I'd love I to see Christopher Nolan take on a horror film. Like, I'd love to see him just give it a shot. Just give me something, you know. It'd be it cool. would be really interesting. I would say that. Oof. Well, because yeah, he's <laughs> he's known for you know bringing on great composers. So I mean, I'm sure he would have oh, yeah. somebody like Hans oh, yeah. come in. And Hans Zimmer doing crazy. a horror score. With Chris, <laughs> they could call oh. it Psycho American and have Christian Bale in it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. We don't need to talk about Christian Bale after he just announced he wants to be in Star Wars. That's kind of an interesting <laughs> comment by him. But Spencer's heartbroken. I know. I am a little heartbroken. All I'll right. Be a Jedi. Good. My number three, um, and this one's a little bit more experience-based because the first time I saw it was probably the best theater experience I've ever had with a horror film. Uh, um. it's, it's The Conjuring, only the first one. I, I say only the first one because the other ones are pretty bad in my opinion. Um, but I, what I like about it is you're just as invested in the story as you are being scared. It's one of those where like, you're, you're trying to put a resolution to what's happening rather than like, feeling like you're just against the wall being scared the entire movie. And I think a big thing that helps is that the actual Lorraine Warren, who's um, the main, like, I don't know what you want, if you want to call her kind of like a horror detective or a, like a, yeah, like a media paranormal baby or detective. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like a paranormal detective, like the actual Lorraine Warren who is depicted in the story, she was a consultant on this film. So she would actually like kind of move pieces around when it come when it came to the story and I'm a big fan of that when you have the actual representation on the back end to help you with the film that's why I'm a big fan of Lone Survivor because the actual Lone Survivor was not only an actor in that movie but he also helped direct and write it because he's like this is mm-hmm. my a really experience. good movie by the way really yeah. good movie love that movie so I, I I really like it I felt like it was kind of a staple for our generation it's going to be kind of in my opinion, our Halloween, oh, yeah. our Nightmare on Elm Street, our Friday the 13th. It might not be regarded as, like, great, but I think it will be just like, oh, yeah, The Conjuring. That came out. Like, that's a well-known horror film. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, I agree. We're on three, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is my favorite horror movie. Um, oh. Yes. And I don't know if either of you have seen it. I Spencer sit on your trying... grave? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spencer was trying to guess it when he was at my house, but I was not going to break. So, Spence, here it is. As Above, So Below. I have never heard of this film. Are you I've heard of it, serious? never seen it. Okay, you have heard of it. Okay. I've heard of it. It Spencer, that's I'm serious. That's kind of recent, right? Is that a newer movie? 2014. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say years ago, but... Spence, I'm telling you, you have to watch it. Like, this is, you made me watch Midsummer. I'm telling you, tonight or tomorrow <laughs> night or sometime this week, you have to watch this movie, okay? Now, what I like about it is that it is, there's so many chilling scenes that are, like, going on while this is going. So it's, it's, it's constantly getting scarier and scarier. But from uh-huh. the beginning, like, even these scenes, like, you know, it's just automatically scary and chilling um this is a footage type of movie okay so i just want to throw that out there now so it's like it's not like paranormal but it's like a documentary footage type of movie the the quick bio just so people understand what this movie is about yeah so when it's harry potter when a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of paris they uncover the dark secret that lies within the city of the dead. That does sound intriguing. I'm not going to lie because I've been to the catacombs in Paris. And, so have I. And those are 
probably, in my opinion, the coolest thing to go visit in Paris, above the Eiffel Tower and everything else in between. But well, that sounds interesting. I'm just wondering why it's not number one on your list. If it's your favorite, I mean, I think that can pretty much trump anything else. No, you'll. I'll. I'll explain. But okay, this one okay. is my favorite because I also don't. I also like that this one is like. Like after we watched it, seriously, we were like, "That's what we got ourselves into." Like it was so. It went above what I like. It exceeded my expectations. I guess I should say. Should say it was really good. That's a that's a tough year too because that was going up against I believe Sin uh, Conjuring came out 2014. I think Sinister might have come out 2013, but that's still the the year of like kind of high quality horror films. Kind of what yeah, we have the, this year. The budget was I believe four million or five million, and it got uh, 15 million in sales. So I mean, it did great compared I mean, to what it what its budget was. I mean, yeah, three hundred percent profit. I will say, fifteen million is still a small box office, but they did literally triple their yes, budget. That's, so. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I think what's good about like this with this movie in particular is not a lot of people have seen it, and I don't no, think that it was true. it wasn't advertised as a horror movie either. Like, did you watch I it mean, in theaters? No. Okay. No, okay. I watched it at home. So. Well, I will say the reviews for this are pretty bad on Kate, well, IMDb. You know what, <laughs> well, I'm just saying maybe that's why people didn't see it because it's got a 27 on Rotten Tomatoes, 39 on Metacritic, 6.2 on IMDb. So, but it also says 85% of Google users like this movie. So maybe it was kind of one of those ones where it did horrible, and then later on, like people started watching it, like you and okay, like, oh, that's this what is I'm not think, bad. That's what I think happened. I think when it came out, because I didn't watch it in 2014, I watched it in 2016. Because I remember because I got married that year. So that's the year that I watched it. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, maybe like, you know, a couple of years later, it started to like catch fire a little bit. But I will I will say, Brittany, just to give you a little bit of credit, if anything has over a five on IMDb, I think it has a shot at being OK. Like, because in my opinion, like at the end so of the day, you're saying like, there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, so there's it's, a chance. Well, like we're audience members, right? Like critics, right. I think people need to understand critics are literally looking for specific aspects of movies. Like they're looking to see, okay, does this fit the bill? Yes. Okay, it does. Does this fit the bill? Nope. Okay. And they just, they, they pretty much jot it down. Whereas like we're watching it for the experience. And so mm -hmm. if you had a great experience watching it, especially not in a theater, that tells me a lot. Compared to people who are watching Dune at home, I'm like, well, you didn't see it in theaters. That's the problem. So Yeah, no, this one was like lights off, popcorn ready. This was like a true Friday night movie night. And I okay. will say, though, I've watched it three times since. Wow. So I really – I'm serious about this. Spencer, I know that you won't, Roger, but Spencer, I'm dead serious. I won't. I'll be honest. By our next <laughs> sorry, podcast. By our next podcast, I want you to as watch long it. As long as you watch – because you've watched it three times the amount that you've watched The Prestige. So as long as you watch The Prestige three times, then I will no, watch no, it. No, 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 no. I'm going to watch The Prestige. <laughs> but you have to watch this. You made me watch Midsummer. okay? I have a little coupon card that says i got to get Spencer back, and I, this is the one I'm using it on. I think our listeners need to understand how long you've been on our podcast now. This is your podcast now, and we've talked about The Prestige <laughs> since day one, and you have not seen The Prestige. I know, you guys. And Brayden, I was going to watch it last night, but guess it's what came out last night? Too, House so. of Dragon, so I didn't. But I'm going to watch it. Don't you worry. Oh, definitely okay. watch House of Dragon, but there's six I'm other nights of the I, week. I know. And you're not watching I Andor. Watch, I was going to watch it last watching, night. <laughs> you're not watching Rings of Power, so <laughs> you got you, you and the world are not watching Rings of Power, so everybody should watch exactly. The Prestige. I'm watching everybody Rings of Power, and something actually happened this week, so... 
Oh, my number three, yeah, the rings of power. Yes. No, Thank God. <laughs> oh, oh, man. My. So, all right. All right. Well, uh, this is my sleeper one. So I would be interested if either of you have maybe even heard of this, let alone seen it. But it's a Western horror is what it's dubbed. Ooh. It's, it is literally one of the most iconic movies in my mind when I think of it. I'll be your Huckleberry. It has Kurt Russell in it, actually. What is it? It's called Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. That sound. Oh, hold on. Let me look this up because that sounds. Is familiar. it in black and white? No. Oh, 2015. It's, like, That's it's like Oh, I have heard this. I've I've literally I've turned this on and I just never finished it. This is a horror oh. film. Oh, Richard yeah. Jenkins is in it. It's really good. It's like one of the most wow. underrated. If we ever did the most underrated films of all time, this might be on my list. It is, and and the thing too, Spencer, is you started it, but it doesn't get crazy until the second half of the movie. Like it's one of those builds. On Rotten Tomatoes, it wow. is fantastic. It like if you love horror, it's very different. Um, but there, I, since I think you might watch it because you guys look the looks on your faces show me you're intrigued. I won't well, spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil. I will say, do you, you want me here? Let me read this real quick. Yeah, go ahead and, and read it. In the dying days of the Old West, an elderly sheriff and his posse set out to rescue their town's doctor from cannibalistic cave dwellers. Okay, that does sound intriguing. It's fantastic. So there's like cannibalism? Well, I, I really enjoyed The Hills Have Eyes, to be completely honest. I thought Dude, the, the remake of The crazy. Hills Have Eyes, I was like, wow, crazy. this movie hits. And it's kind of in regards to that. So, okay. It, it's one of those movies where, again, it's like the, the threat, like the, the unknown, like hangs over you. And then... Like kind of like you know Stranger Things or some of these things you talked about, you don't see it until late, and when you do, it's that much more like terrifying. And there's literally a scene. If you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about when you're done. But there is one of the most like graphic, grueling, like horrifying scenes you will ever see in a movie in this movie, and it's completely unexpected. Like stuff's going on, it's kind of chill, and all of a sudden they just go right into it. And they, it's not one of those ones where they're like angle, angle, angle. It's like here it is. Here's what's happening, and you watch everything happen, and you're just like, I love that. I, can't I love that. I really it's, do. I it's love wild. When people, I love when directors do that. I love it. It's completely. It's. I mean, there, there's multiple scenes that are just like insane, but that one scene sticks in my mind. Like, it's crazy. You guys should watch it. It's really, really good. It's a great movie that also happens to be a horror movie. So I'll tell you right okay. now, my my scale has shifted. When I was a kid, I hated westerns like i actually genuinely just disliked them and i'm like oh, they're great slow i'm now to this point where like i actually look forward to westerns like they're really watched, good if they're done yeah, right. hostels you know with uh christian bale or hostel christian, christian bale. bale yeah obviously i made uh, you watch tombstone yeah tombstone yes, was great tombstone honestly. of course that was really good and so there's also one on netflix this last year that was actually pretty good and flew under the radar with idris elba um i gotta oh yeah i think i remember that i didn't see it I mean, yeah, it, well, it was, True Grit. True Grit's another great Western. Um, kind of a different take on Westerns, but there's an, there's the old one, and then there's the new one with Jeff Bridges. Also really good. Um, I don't know. When I think the, of, like, we- I get what you're talking fall. about, like, Westerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unique, though, because there's not a lot of Western horror movies, like... You know, oh yeah, it's true. just a very unique mashup, but it's done. And even so when you well. say that, it, I almost like laughed a little bit, right? Like this yeah, Western right? horror is coming like, up. I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, know? they did like so Cowboys vs. Really cool Aliens with with some, and you're like, "That was yeah. really bad." Starring Olivia Wilde, <laughs> um, but I mean that movie was bad, and it's like, yeah, that that just doesn't work. This one, you're like, 
this is kind of weird. And then you watch it and you're like, all right, like, let's go. I may watch but it. Kurt Russell's amazing. Yeah. yeah I you know, should I'm intrigued. I mean, I wouldn't say watch it this week. Like you have to watch it before the next podcast, but I would watch it. Like I would, I would highly recommend it. It's really good. I'm going to watch it. We got like 30, 31. Well, now it's the third. Yeah, thir- so you got like 29 20... days left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, it. cool. Good pick. Uh, my number two is, in my opinion, the most authentic scary of, scary movie of all time. I think you'll get the most realistic fear out of this movie. I think this will make you feel chilling afterwards. I think that you'll genuinely feel the darkness from this movie, but in a very realistic way. Uh, it is Hereditary by Ari Aster, oh. who also did Midsummer. Um, I knew this would be on your is, list. <laughs> it, it is incredibly detailed. It's raw. The acting is absolutely phenomenal. A bunch of method acting did take place in this movie. Um, I just think it's it's completely real, and that's that's what scares me. Like when it's real, when it's not oversaturated, when it comes to a story or outrageous, but it's something that like somebody would actually do. That gets to me, like, on every note. So if you want something to just genuinely scare you but also have a really good storyline, it's very um, – I don't want to say enjoyable, but it's, it's captivating. Like, it, it's a very captivating movie because you're, you're in it the whole time, and you're like, what is going on? Whereas Midsummer, another, Ari Ar- you know, another film by Ari Aster, is more like, what's going on? But you're not wanting – you're not liking the movie. You're just like, what is going on with this movie? So – I think if you want to have the most authentic, fearsome, scary experience, watch Hereditary. Yeah, I have never seen it. I've I've never seen it. Oh, you didn't watch? What did you watch? No, I'm too scared to watch it. Didn't you watch? Did you watch Midsummer? Oh, Midsummer. Sorry, I thought you did. You watch the other one. He made me, yeah. He did. Well, he, told, he recommended it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> Which I will say, it was it was just announced that. Can you uh, read the synopsis for Hereditary, please? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So it, it's just like the little bio. <laughs> no, never mind. Let me actually read the synopsis because the bio is bad. Okay, so when her when her mentally ill mother passes away, Annie, her husband, son, and daughter all mourn her loss. The family turn to different means to handle their grief, including Annie and her daughter both flirting with the supernatural. They each begin to have disturbing, otherworldly experiences linked to the sinister secrets and emotional trauma that have been passed through the generations of their family. Okay. It's got it all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My number two is um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, I watched this when I was too young. I, I was so weird. When I was younger, in my teens, not even like, I was like early teens, like maybe like 12, 13, 14. I was like dying for scary movies. I loved it. And now that I'm older, you will not catch me watching. So you're the opposite of Spencer. Like I just won't. Yeah, I just will not do it. Yeah, exactly. And this is one that I watched, and it just it completely messes you up. It's inspired by true events, which is automatically terrifying in its own way. Um, but yeah, this movie just—I mean, it's just—I I don't even have any words for it. That's—I I rewatched the trailer today because I was as I was going through my list, I was like, like reminiscing, recapping. And I was like, I literally saw it, you guys. And I said, nope, not doing it. I saw it once. I don't, I'm don't. i not even going to watch a trailer again. Like, that's how much I was like, this movie just was so scary and terrifying that I mean, it, just, it changed a lot of, I think it changed a lot. The Exorcist in general changed horror movies. 
Yeah. No, I honestly, like, decently rated. Scott Derrickson is the director who also did Sinister. He did Doctor Strange. He did The Black Phone. Very well, like, represented director for horror films. Because Sinister, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, it's on my honorable mentions. It was phenomenal and extremely terrifying. And The Black Phone just barely came out, which I enjoyed. It, it was, like, a, a great, just, like, you know, it was an entertaining movie. So I think that's worth looking into. Hmm. Yeah, I like. I mean, you know, it's just totally not my thing anymore. But Laura Linney from Ozark is in that movie. The mom of Ozark. When you say that, I don't remember, but yeah, she must be. Yeah, she's the top. She's the top build cast member. That's wild. Wow, the main character? Is she the is she what's her face? No, what she's not Emily Rose. No, oh. <laughs> she's Emily. No, she plays. <laughs> yeah. She plays Aaron Bruner. I don't know who huh. Aaron Bruner yeah. is, but that's who she plays. But yeah, it's it. I just think the. I think. I mean, I would never watch like the old Exorcist. I just like. I feel like I could not stomach it, and this one like was coming out when I was liking horror, so it was more of a more recent one, I guess you could say. You know, like it wasn't like, go watch the old Exorcist. But um, yeah, it was very scary. Nice. I will say the new uh, the new director or the director of the new Halloween uh, trilogy that you know the 2018, 2020, and this one that's coming out is remaking The Exorcist. So we'll see what happens there. Wow. Why? And he honestly, I'm not going to lie. They, they have like probably 12 Halloween movies and he's the only one to make a decent remake of it. And, and he even said like, we're only using Halloween 1978 and then we jump to 2018. That's like, that's my, my order of like yeah. Halloween chronological, you know, story order. He's like, I don't use any of the other stuff because that's just crazy yeah it's just too much you can't you couldn't fit it all yeah make it work all right roger what do you have number two all right so my number two is the one that was kind of on the line between like thriller and horror but i decided to go for it because i didn't have anything else so (laughs) my number two is arguably the most iconic music in a movie that's scary um and it involves something that a lot of people are afraid of which is sharks so my number two is Jaws. Jaws is listed as a horror film. However, it is I see, listed as a horror film. I, I think see it as a thriller. thriller. I see yeah. it as a it's on the line, right? Because it it's is. Like, it's on the line. It's on every horror film list, though. I will say. So you you are in the right here for putting yeah, it I on felt, your list. I felt justified in putting it there, but um, I I think it's like because you don't. I, I mean, I grew up in Southern California, right? So. You go to the oh, beach, yeah. like I kind of took it for granted, but I feel like if you didn't grow maybe if you did, but maybe if you didn't grow up by the beach, like, and you see this movie and you go to the beach not that often and you're not kind of <laughs> used to the fact that shark attacks don't happen very often, then this would be terrifying because everyone's like, oh, there's sharks, you know, when realistically, like, there's like six shark attacks max a year or something like that. It's Which so is like uncommon. minimal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you think of how many people go to the beach a year in, like, six. It's, like, it's so small. I think they say, like, there's a chance, better chance of a vending machine falling on you than a shark attacking you. But anyway, just the kind of, again, you don't see it, but it's the thought of it being there. And it's, like, people actually genuinely, like, fear this. And to put it to screen and to do it so well with the music, the camera angles, like, I just remember the angle where they're on the boat at the end and they're like looking around and you see it coming through the water and it's like, yeah, man, like, you know, it, it just does it so well. And it's very, it's very smart. Like, it's not really about the killing. It's about the, the threat of this could happen to me. Yeah. That just springs it home. So yeah. Jaws is the only horror movie to win best picture, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah that's sh- true. It's an shout award out, winner. Shout out to Steven Spielberg for making some decent horror films. I mean, he technically directed Poltergeist, even though he wasn't listed as it. He literally, I mean, he did. He directed Poltergeist. <laughs> but, which, th- for anybody who didn't know, he, he technically could not direct Poltergeist because it was against his contract for E.T. when he was directing E.T. So he was it's a also producer. also a scary movie, so. <laughs> yeah, in its own right. He was a producer yeah. for, uh, for Poltergeist. However, he pretty much directed everything. But Jaws is phenomenal. Like, that is a, that is a really staple is. of cinema. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad that, and- uh, what, what's the guy's main name? Roy Scheider. Um, I'm, I'm sad that he passed away. He was just such a welcoming presence. I enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, I- sorry, I wanted to say the poster for Jaws is something that I think is scary it's iconic. itself. It is so, it is, it's iconic. That's our word of the podcast, iconic. And just like seeing, you know, how deep the ocean is. I think the ocean is scary by itself, right? Like, I was just thinking about it. Terrifying. Yeah. And so I just thought that poster is so good. Well, once again, very relatable. It's an, it's a relatable concept. You, you go to the beach, whether you live there or you visit on vacation, you go to the beach at some given point throughout your life and many times throughout your life. And that is something that everybody in your has mind. in the back of the mind. Yeah, like, everybody has mind. it. I had this at the swimming pool when I was a kid. I was like, if the water was too deep, I'm like, there's a shark. Like, I know that's the most irrational thing, but it, it went through no, your head. No, yeah. It definitely does go through your head because you're like, I don't know yeah, what's down there. Exactly, I have not like, seen what? the bottom. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and, and you mentioned this earlier, but the music is like, you know, that music, when you hear it, you can instantly imagine, like, you're there. Like, it instantly yes. I'm glad you put that there. on your list, Roger. That's a good one. I'm, I'm serious. That's a good one. It's really, good. really it, good one. And it's got a good rewatch factor, I think, too, which maybe not a lot of horror movies have a really good rewatchable factor because, like, some of it's the suspense of, like, not knowing. And then at the end, it's like, oh, that was wild. But you're, like you said, you, you can kind of walk away and be like, I don't really need to see that again. But Jaws, you can rewatch it, and it really doesn't lose that, that terror that it brings because again you put yourself in that situation and you're like i'm going to the beach next month you know on vacation like you know this is crazy so i mean i think it, if there's a fun circumstance to watch jaws it's like when i was a kid in high school or junior high and summer vacation where like i wasn't mm-hmm. going to a ton of movies because i was always out with friends but if i had my friends come over late night we had snacks we throw jaws on you know it's hot outside it's just like it fit that like environmental it's, it's, energy well, and you mentioned this earlier, but like to watch, like you said, Scream Six is coming out in March. Like you're going to watch that, and you probably won't like it as much as if it came out in October. Exactly. Yeah. But Jaws is one of the few horror movies that doesn't need to be in October or like I holiday agree. time. It, it's a summer horror movie, which there's not a lot of. So. Yeah, the premise is yeah, the premise is yeah. in the summer, so that's what helps. Yeah, it just breaks so many boundaries and stuff. But yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Number ones. We're on the number ones. Uh, dare I, I? I feel embarrassed that I even have to justify this, but I feel like I do have to justify it because this is a very cheesy movie. It's extreme. Oh, no. Yes. Um, mine is 1978 Halloween. That is, my, that is the best. That's the number one on my list. It's going to be just – it's top tier. John Carpenter – you mentioned this a few weeks ago. You said that it was your favorite on the podcast. I can't remember what episode, but I remember you dropped it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be his number There's one. no movie that makes me feel the theme and the, the vibe and just like the emotions of Halloween than, of course, the movie Halloween because it always takes place on Halloween. So every movie, I mean, as terrible as some of the sequels are, 
they all take place on Halloween. So you have, I mean, or for the most part. So you, the first one, 1978, and I will say the 2018 version are definitely the two best, in, in my opinion. I think 2020 or 2021 uh, was a little bit disappointing. But what I really like is director John Carpenter made this film in like 22 days. He, he made the score himself, so that famous you know, sound from Halloween, he literally made in three days because he was told last minute that he had to make it and he was not planning on it. So he created that score, probably the most iconic score or most iconic aspect of the movie itself. Very you know, simple, it was a pioneering movie. I just felt like it really opened the doors to kind of the modern adaptation, whereas Alfred Hitchcock was really providing a, a classical horror. And then mm-hmm. John Carpenter kind of opened the doors to like, hey, what can we do now with like maybe slashers, like maybe somebody different because you had Norman Bates who was kind of the classical, you know, psycho. You had, you know, The Exorcist, you had Frankenstein, Dracula, kind of these like really classical characters. And I felt mm-hmm. like the realism kind of started to kick in with John Carpenter. So I just respect him for it. I love watching it every year. It's something I look forward to. I respect it. For sure. Um, Defend it more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep going. Um, Okay. We don't like it. My number one pick. <laughs> my number one pick is Insidious. Wow, really? Now this movie. Oh my gosh, I don't even like talking about it. Like that's how much I'm like. Oh my gosh, this movie scares this, you genuinely. Genuinely, yeah. Wow. This movie okay, I'm intrigued. Is, okay, but first of all, I saw this in a theater. I think that that's important because you guys, we keep talking about the score of movies. Yes. This score was incredible. Every little, I mean, it was just, I, I remember in the theater, I was like overwhelmed by how loud and like crazy it was with the red on, bright red on the screen. And then, you know, I did it at the end. Anyway, um, I think it has the best jump scare of any horror movie that I've ever seen. Are you talking you know about what the, part the, I'm talking the entity about? reveal? I'm not going to say what reveal, but the entity reveal. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. That's exactly really? what I'm talking about. Yes, because it's okay. in the middle of the day, in the middle of a kitchen. <laughs> it's it comes out of nowhere. Like, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you'd have you you know what I'm talking about. I mean, let's let's not talk about the entity itself. Let's not talk about the face itself because that can get dumb. But I just mean like in general when whenever you you know in all the scary movies that I've seen, it's like the music builds up to it, right? And then there it is. You kind of know it's coming. You have a sense that it's coming. This one out of nowhere completely out of nowhere like i said it's the middle of the day okay these t- kinds of things don't normally happen in the daytime is what you would normally think um there's many scenes of the entity in the dark where he's like pointing that messes me up like there's just so much of this movie that i loved but was really really terrified wow i'm i'm impressed are you excited for the new one that's they're making a I'm new not, one. No, no i'm not watching it I'm not watching it. I'm okay. Not. They're bringing the original I'm... cast back, so that's why I was curious. Nope. They got me once. We'll not do it again. It's a classic so my... James, James Wan successful franchise of horror. So. so my question for you then, Brittany, is you said earlier that your number three, as above, so below, is your favorite. So why then is it number three and these? it's beaten out I by think, these Because I think Insidious is scarier. Um, okay. So it's like, as above, so below, like, like our, your your level of scary that you like. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Like I'm sense. comfortable at, uh, as above, so below. That it's it's very scary. There's times where I look away. You know, there's times that I'm like, 
it's like that's killing. your litmus test for yes, like what you can handle. That's my. That's okay. like what, what was I your can number handle? two? Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but then like Exorcism of Emily Rose obviously scared the crap out of me. It was like it was ob- it was well done as well, but like you know, base it on true events. But then Insidious, I just. I really liked it, if I'm honest. Like, I really did like it, but it was too scary for me. And, like, some of those scenes, even now, if I, like, think about it, I'm, like, in the dark corner at night, like, a hand just, like, you know, it's just, it's, it messes you up. So I, I always paired Insidious with the paranormal activities. I always felt like they, almost, like, in regards to, like, quality, so very jump scare oriented, like, extremely jump scare oriented, but I was, like, it never got over the hump when it came to like, I want to see this every year during the month of October because it's just, it's so iconic. It's so like, you know. But why I, I don't, don't you put it with Conjuring? Because that's, where, maybe, it, that's maybe, where it started they, was with Insidious and then it went into Conjuring. Yeah, I don't know. It, so I don't, I think, the, it, I think I will Conjuring say, is on the same level as Insidious for sure. I have a I have a weird rating thing when it comes to horror movies. I think if it's rated PG thirteen, it's going to be very hard. Um, if it's a horror movie rated PG thirteen, I think Lights Out is one of the few who did it decently well. Very I think, scary. I think if if a horror movie is PG thirteen, that's already kind of like a, a a caution sign in my head. Like, well, what? Why didn't they? Like, why is it PG thirteen? Why didn't they go all the way? So yeah, it is PG thirteen, Insidious. Yeah. That's crazy. That well, you also is gotta remember. shocking to me. I mean, what year was that again? It was definitely, I will say, it was extremely popular when it came out. It was one of the biggest movies of the year. Uh, 2010, I believe. The okay. score of it, though, you guys, the music that was linked in with this Insidious, there's a, it's a, I can't, I can't mimic it, but who Who the did sounds... this? Let me see. Hold on. I'm, I'm very curious because I feel like there's. There's only a select few individuals who do the, like, score for... So, Joseph Bishara. I wonder what other music he's done. He's done... Oh, he did Conjuring 2. Oh, he did The Conjuring. So, there you go. The Curse of La Llorona. Now, is is Insidious not the one that goes, that goes, tiptoe through the window? That one. I think it is that one. That was pretty good. I will give you a lot of credit for that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Roger. <laughs> Coming for me. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? No, that is the one. Right? Okay, so this kind yeah. of stuff, like, it, the score really stayed with me, too. And it, it, like, there was, like, screeching noises. It was, it's a, it really is a great film, but it's just too scary for me. And a lot of the scary scenes lingered on for me, which I think is a, a great, great um, thing for a scary movie to do. So will you say that the sound is, like, the best aspect of the fear of that movie i would say that it helps with the unexpected with the unexpected scenes as well i think that it's equal i don't think i would give it to the score over the jump scares i think i would say that they're equal but i do think the music makes it more scary yes but would i say that that's what makes the movie scary no no that makes sense Uh, i only ask because a lot of times the score sets up the unexpected like because the score will stop, and so you're like, oh, oh, something's going to happen, and then nothing happens. And so then you're like, oh, I'm scared because nothing happened, and it's because mm-hmm. the score stopped on purpose. You know, so that's why I was curious. But if, yeah. if they kind of have different aspects of jump scare, then that's completely understandable. Yeah. Cool. Good pick. All right. Let's send it home. Number one. Send it home. Take so. me home. <laughs> 
That's scary. Um, it, chapter two. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right? No. Uh, so my number one is Psycho. I think it's... There you go. I mean, it's true to my brand at this point, so I gotta, I gotta <laughs> defend it. Um, well, as you as you go into this and defend it, or not even defend it, but just explain yeah, I'll it. I'll just explain it. I, I also want to know, like, d- did you genuinely enjoy it just as a movie? Because I, yeah. I, some people tell me it's hard to watch. No, it's... Like, again, so I really like Alfred Hitchcock as a director, like, um, not only for his horror movies, but, like, he does thrillers so well. Like, he's, I feel like he mastered that, and it's, it's not modernized, so I think a lot of people don't pay attention to it. But if you go back and you watch some of his movies, and the way that he was innovating back in the day, like, it's unparalleled. Like, like, if you gave him today's tools, like, I, I can't even imagine how great everything would be. But what he was working with and what he was able to accomplish, especially with this movie, um, was just insane. Like it, it has arguably the most iconic horror m- music and scene in the same thing—the shower scene. If yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I was going to say if you, even if you've never seen the movie, you know what scene we're talking about. Yeah, and you know the music, um, yeah. and just like to to bring it all together, like it is kind of a slow build at some points for sure. But I think, you know. If you've listened to the show, you know I'm not worried about slow builds if the payoff is worth it. Like, so I think in this case, like that kind of build again, you kind of put yourself in that situation, like you know, being vulnerable in certain parts of your home. Like, I think that was kind of one of the really crazy things that it made people think about is like, what if I'm home alone? You know, yeah. Even if the door's closed, I'm not safe. You know, can I take a shower? I'm not safe. Like things like that that it made people fear which are very, very commonplace things that are now scary because of this. Like, I think a lot of the horror movies, it's like, what if there's a serial killer? Or what if it's like, you know, a shark like Jaws? Or what if it's a demon or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, for Psycho to take you being home, which is where you are, should feel the most safe, um, and to basically violate that was really, really powerful. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I got a question for you. And maybe you don't know this because I have no idea, but... Was this film intended to be black and white, or was it the time that it is why it was black and white? Like, is it the year? Because I'm wondering if they would ever release a like remastered, colored version of this film, or if it was specifically made to be black and white. I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Because I do think the black and white adds to the horror of the film, at least just from Hitchcock like... chose. Yep. He, okay, he, he chose. Did. Nice. Good on him. And that was actually a result of cost cutting. So, um, <laughs> once again, financing the entire production himself. Yeah. I mean, it says, I mean, this is Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt, but it says other reasons for shooting in black and white were his desire to prevent the shower scene from being too gory, which I actually like because, again, it's not about her getting killed. It's about, like, where Violation. it's happening and, and the situation. Yeah, like the, violating that, that sanctity of your home. So. I believe I think, they used chocolate syrup for that, by the way, which enhanced the black and white darkness of the blood. I might be wrong, but I believe I read that chocolate syrup in that sour. That I, shower I would believe that. So I watched I watched an interview about this, and he he was explaining kind of how it was done. And he said that the studio came up with this like rubber mannequin torso, and it was full of like blood, and that they didn't use it because he's like we didn't need it, and they basically like took like a bunch of shots and put them together to like simulate what was happening. But oh. the knife never actually touches her. If you watch it, she's never actually touched by the knife on screen. So it's like, 
it's the insinuation of what's happening without actually showing it, which again is classic Hitchcock where it's like, I don't have to show you. I trust the audience to kind of fill in the gaps in your mind so I can basically focus on other things. So that's really cool. Yeah. There was a, a museum I went to in uh, Los Angeles, or I guess Hollywood. I'm sure it's all uh, essentially the same over there, but the, it was cool because they had like a dungeon room and it just showed classic horror pieces that they had. It was all like memorabilia from horror films and they had stuff from Psycho. They had stuff from Silence of the Lambs. They had stuff from you know, Halloween. And it was it was really cool to just like see what these writers and directors were working with at the time, mm-hmm. you know, because Psycho had such a small production and it is living today in 2022 as arguably the best horror film of all time. Right. And that just goes to show the quality that you're working with as a director and also as a cast and a story. So, cool. Um, great pick. Honorable mentions. Yeah. Do you guys have a couple? I have a couple. I yeah, you I don't. just have a couple. So. Okay, so I wanted to mention Barbarian, which came out this year. Don't do any spoilers. No spoilers on Barbarian. Okay. However, okay. I will say... That came this, out last month. <laughs> yeah, th- and I'm, I'm seeing it again, again tonight. So, this movie changes the horror genre. Like, That's it what is, I've heard. There And I will say, there's a moment in the film where the screen in the middle of the film cuts to black, and the entire theater, all we all were just like, are you kidding me? Like, we were so <laughs> mind-blown by what we just witnessed that we, we all felt that way. So I think That's you would, such an awesome experience, by the way, just to have with other people yes. in the theater. That's so cool. Yes. I, and I think a theater atmosphere already is incredible, but... You, it enhances with horror because everybody's like on the edge of their seat, freaking out, yeah. gasping. So I would highly recommend Barbarian, even if you're not a horror um, fanatic, because I will say there's nothing demonic. That's what I'll, I'll leave that. Yeah. That's my only spoiler. There's nothing demonic yeah. about it. So if that's kind of the one thing holding anybody back, I would highly recommend going. Uh, I also have Sinister on my list. Uh, once again, you one. know Scott Derrickson, Ethan Hawke, really good one. Nightmare on Elm Street, I put that on my list as well. Classic, iconic, one of the top five most classical iconic horror franchises of all time. Um, and then I put two on my list that were highly recommended to me, but I have not seen. So malignant, which came out, I think two years ago, if not last year, I need to watch. Yeah. I was told, I was told that this film is absolutely incredible when it comes to horror. And then Suspiria, which I believe came out in 1977 is another film that I've been referred to multiple times when it comes to horror. All right. Um, I just have a couple. I put the Saw on here, the Saw franchise. Nice. I think that that took away uh, – it It, it uh, elevated the level of scary for people that don't want to watch demonic stuff. I feel like they could watch this and be just as scared because uh, that's how I felt watching it. Um, You're a James um, Wan fan. That's what I'm noticing. Insidious, <laughs> Saw, James Wan directing. Yeah, I do like James Wan for sure. Um, and then I put The Witch on here. Oh, I want to watch this one. It was the last scary movie that I like watched, like that has like demonic stuff in it. But it's about the Salem witches and stuff. <coughs> um, and it has your girl Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, and it's it. also it's Robert Eggers who directed The Lighthouse, which I really disliked, but he directed The Northman, Northman which was really good. And so. I could see how that movie would be incredibly authentic and incredibly scary. Yeah, it's very different too. I didn't like thinking That's back. That's classic Robert Eggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's a different kind of movie, but it is very scary. 
Um, and yeah, those, those are like the only two honorable mentions I have. I did put on here because I didn't know if you guys were going to bring up TV at all. The only thing I wanted to bring up with TV is American Horror Story. That was itself. the only one I thought of that could be on a list. I think that it changed type. television, like normalizing scary things being on television like that. Like, and I agree. then how he could, how he could make it every season something different, right? And it's still so scary. It's really, it's really cool to do that as, as TV. Well, let me make a side note on that because if you like American Horror Story, which is an anthology series, which just means that they reset every season with something new, then Guillermo del Toro is coming out with an anthology series for Netflix called Cabinets of Curiosities. Yep. Um, And I think that if you like American Horror Story, this is going to just really complement that desire and that love. So check that out. I do have one more. Sorry, on my list. It's called Mother. Um, Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, don't. I'm being serious. Don't watch it. Like I'm not. Even, I'm, not I'm not trying to do reverse psychology. I'm being serious. Just don't watch it. That was a top. That was on. You mentioned that on your top five actresses list. Yeah, because I saw. That's when I saw the movie and I saw her performance in it. It was so incredible. And she, like I'll, I'll stand by that. She did a great job. But I just wouldn't watch the movie. Oh, it's it's Darren Aronofsky. Okay, yeah, yeah. I heard that he makes this. I mean, he's making the whale. By the way, Brendan Fraser. Uh, he yeah. made that movie that's coming out. I don't out, think so. I like him very much. I decided. I heard he's a yeah. I, I he's definitely a polarizing director. He not a lot of people really don't side with his his work, but they also love the it's beauty his, of his way work, so. or no way. By the way, yeah. like just it is. It's like this is his vision, and you're gonna do it. If you're not gonna do it, he'll find someone else. It's no wiggle room there. Before Roger goes into his honorable mentions, have you guys seen The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Yes. I feel no. like that was more of a thriller. It is more of a thriller. I think if you don't if you're if you're standoffish with horror, it's a great segment into that world. Yeah, that's so th- I thought about so I'll, I guess I'll throw that on my honorable mentions because I think it is like horror movies or horror for people who don't like horror like kind of like yeah, Netflix like uh, Stranger Things is kind of like sci-fi for people who don't like sci-fi like I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like it doesn't really get into the like the scary, scary, gory, like just demonic stuff. It has a it has a little bit of stuff that kind of leads in that direction, but it it definitely is reserved. Um, I didn't I really, really like the the second one either, the haunting or haunting a blind manor. Yeah, it I can't finish it. It was not as good. I enjoyed the I first think- one though. I it was think enjoyable. you could put uh, the last season of Stranger Things on this on a horror list, like really? honorable mentions. I really like I thought the about last Vecna. season, though. Vecna himself, the last, the last I season. I don't think the season could be quantified as horror because it was too drawn out at certain it didn't parts. Sc- like, it didn't scare me at all. It's it was true. definitely guess, like suspenseful. I don't I'd know say all was, the killings or the yeah, that's you know true. when it like I that's mean, that is horror. Like if that's if that's not horror. I don't, I don't know, know if it is. was enough to quantify it as horror. It had horror elements, but it wasn't horror. Like, like yeah, Multiverse no, of Madness was saying. trying to be horror, but it just wasn't because it was just little elements here and there. Yeah. They were very forced, by the way. So I just think it was like, you couldn't call it a horror movie. Like, you wouldn't call Multiverse of Madness a horror movie. Right. I would. It was horrible, but... Yeah, shut your go. mouth. I was waiting, shut your guys' mouths. I was, mouth. was waiting. I, was like, hey, I will say though, to Brittany's credit, there's no way "Don't Worry, Darling" is worse than that movie. So, thank you. It's debatable. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, hold on, hold no. on. All hey, right, everybody, thanks so I, much. I'm ready for you. Did you even give us any honorable mentions, Roger? I haven't. I started. Actually, "Don't Worry, Darling" has worse IMDb 
Rotten Tomato and Metacritic scores than uh, Multiverse of Madness. So, oh my gosh! You know wow. what's gonna happen? I'm gonna be following Rotten Tomatoes on Instagram, and ten years later, they're gonna make one of those Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong posts, and it's gonna be about Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> yeah, it should have been lower. <laughs> oh, that was a great okay. film. That was a really good film. Get to these film. honorable mentions. So Get to my, these honorable mentions. So, in addition to Haunting of Hill House, I'll just throw in Silence of the Lambs um, and The Shining. Um, and I put this on here as a joke, but cats. Wow. What a... Oh, oh my God. God. What an atrocity. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cult classic. <laughs> yeah, that... Yikes. So, yeah, I mean, those are just classic movies. Um, I also think, like, when the, when movies reference other movies, like, I think of actually Ready Player One, and they have that shining scene. Like, I think there's something to that, because it's like you can draw on the, the something else and bring it in to your movie just for a moment like and it brings people back like i i just think that uh the shining is really iconic especially with that scene i mean you can see it when you think of the yeah. shining you think of that scene so yeah definitely um, yep so those are nice. my honorable mentions good list guys i mean i don't know if roger's gonna be watching any horror movies this halloween season however we got start the like, batman last night which is a great hey. halloween movie it is kind of scary that is that is a dark it's movie. more it's, it's more good. of a thriller <laughs> It's a psychological thriller, but it's, well, it's not a horror movie. Some notable movies, like we mentioned at the beginning, Smile just came out last weekend. It's in theaters. Barbarian, Barbarian. is still in theaters. You have Halloween Ends, which comes out next week. Um, I don't know if there are any other like well-known. Uh, I guess there's the the nun, not the nun, but there's like a movie oh, about the Conjuring, a nun. right? Isn't it by them or no? No, it's. Oh. I, I can't remember. It doesn't look that great, but that that one's coming out. So there's there's some. Pray for the devil. Yeah, pray for the devil. It it looks it looks bad. I will say Won't that. Watch that. It's actually a clever play on words, though. You got to give them credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pray P R E Y. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I would recommend Smile if you like jump scares. Like definitely go to Smile. The entity reveal is absolutely bonkers at the end, and not the first entity reveal, but the second. There's a little sneak peek. <laughs> There's a little. Spoilers. Um, yeah, but spoiler. Barbarian, highly recommend it. But let us know your favorite horror movies. You know, this is the horror month. We're in the energy of Halloween. Spooky so keep season. Us posted. Uh, definitely go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. If you just like being our friend and chatting and chilling, maybe Roger will send you a $1 Venmo. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your bank account. I'll send yeah. it. <laughs> But yes, please let us know uh, what you're enjoying, what you enjoy watching when it comes to horror films or projects in general. But until next week, we'll be back. Bye. 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 Have a good one. Bye.